Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Well, to help us avoid the mistakes that can often happen when you're cooking Christmas dinner as TV chef and owner of Bally Knock and Heisen Cookery School in Wicklow, Catherine Fulvio. Good afternoon, Catherine. Good afternoon. How are you? And happy Christmas. Same to yourself. Are you, well, all set or maybe it's still a little early, Catherine, isn't it? Oh, no, I'm all set. I've my everything organised, lined up and I've the cranberry sauce made. I'm ahead of the game. Right. I would have thought at this plan. stage now having food in for Christmas dinner, it was probably a little early. Oh, no, I, I made the cranberry sauce. So that's, that, but no, um, I'm planning on picking up everything that I need on Friday. But the fresh turkeys are in the shops today. They're there. So, yeah. Okay. But make, I know we're going to talk about it, but make sure you refrigerate it when you get it home. The top tips, Catherine, to avoid dinner disasters on Monday? Oh, stop. There's so much. Well, let's talk turkey. So, firstly, if you are buying a frozen turkey, I mean, obviously fresh is, is nicer, but if you're buying a frozen turkey, they're very affordable. Do give yourself plenty of time to defrost it. Like, I mean, I would be thinking maybe three days in the fridge, depending on the size of the turkey, for it to fully defrost. Um, and you have to defrost in the fridge. Like, I had I had a guest in the cooker school years ago who told me she forgot to defrost her turkey in time. And she put it up on her double bed upstairs where the sun was coming in on the mor- Christmas morning and put an electric blanket over it. Like, Seriously. Like Catherine, wish. stop! You nobody, know? nobody, <laughs> take this advice. <laughs> no, do not do that at no. home. No, defrost okay, in, in the, the fridge. fridge. Defrost safely. If you have a fresh turkey, here's the thing: just remember to be sure that you space in the fridge for that turkey because it's bigger than you think when you get it home, and the shells are smaller than you think when you're looking yeah. at your fridge. So just do a clean out of the fridge. If you do anything, I've actually started to do that today. Just go through everything in the fridge, what can go in the freezer, pop it in the freezer, what needs to be cooked, cook it and store it. But um, give yourself plenty of space. You, you can't have enough fridge space for Christmas. Get that turkey straight into the fridge and um, just make sure you buy the right size turkey. Do you know, you don't need, uh, you know, an eight kilo turkey if there's only four of you at home. Yeah. So I kind of allow about 750 grams of turkey per person, including, like that includes the carcass and it includes plenty for leftovers as well. Okay, now, obviously, gauge. as the group gets bigger, you, you need less, do you know? Um, but um, it's just, it's just plenty to go around. And I have a ham with it as well. So you don't need as much as you mm, think. And all always. the sides. What about yeah. the most important part? About one of my favourite parts of Christmas dinner is homemade stuffing. Oh, I can't beat it. The homemade stuffing. So um, you, could, you could actually have your stuffing made now, I'd say tomorrow, day after, keep it in the fridge, it'd be fine. But... There is a golden rule nowadays not to stuff the cavity, the main cavity. Now, when I was growing up, we used to always stuff the cavity. Oh, Catherine, but, I'm pretty sure yeah. we still <laughs> Pretty yeah. sure we still but, do, but... <laughs> yeah, well, I would put now oranges, lemons, um, onions, bay leaves, all of that in the cavity and let the heat circulate, you see, so that the turkey cooks from the inside out when the heat can get into the cavity. But sure, is that not the same thing but, as stuffing? Here's the thing. I've nothing. I've no problem with the stuffing. I think you get a beautiful flavour from the stuffing when it's in the cavity. But what the guideline is that we're afraid of is that people will absolutely pack that stuffing in. Now, picture it. The stuffing is in there. It's really solid. There's no chance for the heat to really get in because it's so tight in there. The juices of the cooked cooking turkey, the raw juices, go into the stuffing. The turkey cooks on the outside. But deep in that stuffing in the cavity, you still have raw turkey juices. 
not something to really be wanting on Christmas okay, Day. So shoving um, so, half an orange or a lemon yeah. in instead. Yeah, but or li- very lightly pack it. But uh, you can pack, you can sorry, you can stuff the neck of the turkey because that's a smaller area and there's less chance of the juices going in because there's no kind of not too much meat around it. Okay. Um, and there's very nice flavour from the neck as well, and it gives a nice rounded look to the turkey. Now, what I do when it comes to the stuffing is because oven space is a problem on Christmas Day, so you have the turkey in, you'll have your veggies in. I make my stuffing and I make it in, in like a sausage effect with tin foil and baking parchment. So I do a long, narrow roll yeah, of it. Yeah, good choice. And I squeeze it both ends like a Christmas cracker and it just slides into the oven beside something else or sits kind of askew atop of a tray or, or something else that's cooking at the same time. Yeah. And you can beautifully cook through your stuffing and you've got a lovely flavour from it as well. Myself and my sister had the experience a couple of years ago, uh, Catherine, of um, we, we had to do Christmas Christmas dinner, you know, prep, mainly prep Christmas din- dinner. And... Um, the, the the biggest, I suppose, hurdle we had um, is trying to get the timing of everything right. Like t- trying to get the timing of everything to correspond with the bird. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's start with the bird. You've got to weigh the bird to know the timing. And usually a butcher or wherever you bought it, there will be a, a sign on it to tell you the exact time. So I usually allow about 40 minutes per kilo and then an extra 15 minutes at the end. But... A meat thermometer is the best friend you'll ever have. And we've spoken about this, you know, when we were talking about gadgets before. Um, and Like, it's just brilliant. You could put it in, in the coldest part of the meat. So where you think, like, where the, the breast is really full, maybe where it meets the leg, go in there. And once you reach 75 degrees, you know that turkey's done. Whip it out, cover it with a um, tin foil and a tea towel over it and let it rest for yeah. about a half an hour. Now, otherwise then, the timings, you work back from the time of the turkey and the resting time. And the turkey is always the first thing to go in. The ham you could have done the night before. Absolutely. And you could just slice it and warm it through. I, w- I would, because you want to glaze the ham and the ham can take up your full oven as well. And then the vegetables, a tray of roast vegetables, generally you'd want a good hour for. Would you, you know? Not, um, like, I'm just thinking of oven space. Surely you're better mm-hmm. to do them on the hob. Oh, you could. You could. But if your turkey's not too high, you'll just about get that tray of veggies in as well. Um, but you could and some people have double ovens as well so that gives you plenty but you could definitely just um, cook off say your carrots and then put them with a little bit of honey and a bit of orange juice and butter and warm them through on the hob and they'd be absolutely lovely your sprouts I'd be doing on the hob anyway for sure Um, but you still need you'd want well roast fillets could go in around the turkey but usually I find there's not enough space around the turkey for the roast beef we're packing everything in around it (laughs) At this stage, Catherine, yeah. there's a listener. Um, there's a listener with us who's who's wondering. They're looking for your advice. How long in the oven do you need for the stuffing? For the stuffing, if it's in the in the sausage effect, um, about maybe thirty minutes would be grand. You know, it's pre-made. You've cooked off your shallots yeah. or your onions as the base of it beforehand. So you're just heating it through. That's all. But if you've it wrapped in tin foil, like you were talking about, and, and rolling it, it doesn't get that crispy effect, though. No, well, that is true. That's very true. So if you want the crispy effect, you do have to put it into kind of an open-topped oven dish. I don't, I don't like the crispy effect, though. No. Do you I, not, I, right? I like it soft. <laughs> yeah, because I'm used to having it from the cavity, you see. Yeah, see, everybody's different. Do you know? We're all different. Oh, do you know what you could do for a crispy effect? Um, you could now, sorry, but you could make stuffing balls. I know it sounds dodgy. Yeah, yeah. But you literally just roll the stuffing into balls and pan-fry them. 
and then warm them through in the oven. They're absolutely gorgeous. Okay. I do them all the time and they look really nice. When you're presenting the turkey to oh, the yeah, table, that's... if you had a few bay leaves from the garden or something, put it around and then the stuffing goes around it and then what I did, um, I did one, something on TV3 or, or Virgin uh, recently and I just got clementines and I cut them in half and pan fried them in a bit of butter and put the cut halves around the turkey as well and it looked really lovely because you had the orange colour popping as well. Another, another question from a listener, Catherine. Um, the roasties need 200 degrees in the oven. The bird needs 180. So how am I going to get around that? I just don't, do you know what that crossed my mind? And I was going, oh, this is going to be complicated to explain. What I do is I get the roasties in and when the bird comes out, I whack up that oven and I do the same with the, and I go above 220 to like really get that intense heat. So they're basically cooked through while the turkey's mm. in the oven. And then when the turkey's out resting, I go up to 240, whack it up, okay. get that beautiful crispiness on the veggies um, across the board, and then I'm happy. Have the potatoes parboiled that you're, you're just lit- throwing them in on top of hot oil or something? No, I do. Well, I, you can parboil them, but I usually put them in, um, it depends on the time I have, but I would have no problem putting them in if I have the oven space, just put them straight into the oven with the, you know, when the bird's in there yeah. and just let them cook from scratch. I do think if you parboil them, you get a softer potato on the inside. Yeah, the fluffier the ones. Outside is softer <laughs> as well. Crispy yes, on the outside. Yes, oh yeah. Exactly. There's a yeah. real, a real, uh, a real knack I think to getting the um, the roasties just to total perfection. Still haven't mastered it, but anyway, I'll, uh, I'll keep trying, Catherine. This listener is wondering about timing for starters, dinner, and dessert. Like, how much space should we have in between? Oh, you see, that's a lot of that's down to, you know, personal needs um, because you might have other places to go that day and visit people to visit. Um, I usually, I would say if I'm having my dinner around, say, half two, two o'clock, half two, I leave a good 45 minutes before the main course because you need it anyway. Yeah, by the time I'd say an hour. You to put everything out. Yeah, and you, I kind of try, I lay it out like buffet, like informal home style buffet. Okay. And then everybody comes up and we just plate. I don't plate for everybody. I say, now oh, there's the sprouts. I've everything out. Come on, help yourselves. And then everybody takes what they need. Brilliant. How and many have you for dinner, Catherine? I've only four this year. Yeah. <laughs> I have a very quiet Christmas this year, but we are visiting um, afterwards. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to wind down when it comes to the big numbers, I think, for Christmas dinner. Yeah, it's it, there's, but, um, yeah it, it's a nice number. It's still worth making a little bit of a fuss, though, wasn't it, for the 25th of December? Oh, I'll do it all. I'll be doing the starter, the whole main course, the dessert. And I, I do agree with you when you say the timings. I do think an hour. Do you know what is nice for a starter um, if you want to? Just put out, like, again, little nibbles, kind of like tapas yeah, style. Yeah, oh, we're only you know, a bit of hummus, a bit of parmesan, a few little crostini. Something that doesn't have to be traditionally, it doesn't have to be the richer smoked salmon, although obviously you want to support Irish and smoked salmon is a beautiful Irish ingredient. But put little bits out and then people can nibble. And then that buys a lot of time. And then it's the only thing then is really the main course and the Christmas pudding. Owner of Ballynockin House and Cookery School, Chef Catherine Fulvio. Catherine, enjoy Christmas. Thanks a million, as always, uh, for joining us here on Lunchtime Live. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.